Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to this week's episode of The Blessed Journey, and I've been called to talk to you about one of the chakras this week. Now, if you're familiar with chakras, you've probably heard of the main seven, from the base, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. But as humanities become more aware of subtle energies over the last few decades, as we start to open up and kind of step into a new level of evolution, more kind of subtle energies within and around the body in the form of chakras has begun to emerge and there's been the awareness of these different chakras. One that I'm called to share with you about today and that's the topic of this week's podcast is known as the higher heart chakra. Now the higher heart chakra is located between the heart and the throat so unless you're driving right now it's kind of this upper chest area whereas the heart chakra is kind of smack bang in the middle of the chest. The color that it resonates with is more of a turquoise color. So if we think we've got that heart chakra, which is very much a green energy center, and the throat chakra, which is the blue, the light blue, the sky blue color, and this is kind of melding of those two beautiful colors. So what is the difference between the heart chakra and the higher heart chakra? Well, the heart chakra, which I'm going to dive into in a few weeks' time in a really deep level, is to do with our, I guess, one-on-one relationships. You know, whether you're in a romantic relationship or to do with your parent, one of your parents or your children or a friend, it's how much love is there in that give-and-take relationship and also not just love but value. How much do I give to people and what do I receive to people? When we come to the high heart chakra, the high heart chakra is more of a broad sense of love and that's more of a broad sense of love basically for all of humanity what is your overall feeling about humankind how do you generally treat people out in the world not based on your individual relationships with you know how this person is and how that's evolved but this would very much show how you treat people you know waiters at restaurants or you know people at shops that are serving you or a service person who comes to your house to drop something off or someone you meet at a party or when you go traveling all these different types of things what is your general consensus because or 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 your general not consensus probably the way you approach people what do you think of humanity do you think that we're all you know parasites and destroying the earth Or do you see that everyone is trying to do their best with the information that they have at that point in time? When we meld the energy of the heart chakra and the throat chakra for this higher heart chakra, we've got the loving energy of the heart chakra, and then we've got the communication aspect of the throat chakra. So very much the heart chakra is about showing kindness, compassion, consideration, and how we treat people and support people in, in in this different way. Why I wanted to dive in and talk about this is I find at this point in time, there is a massive division or many, many different divisions happening in the world. Last week, we had the first presidential election, uh, not election, sorry, the first presidential debate, which of course divided the US and a lot of the world in opinions in that type of way. We've still got the coronavirus um, flaring up in countries again for a second wave. We've got 5G being rolled out in different countries. We've got discussions over vaccines. We've got, you know, the Black Lives Matter. Um, There is a risk of gay rights being rolled back in the United States. Uh, There's Brexit. There's all these things. And everyone has an opinion. And opinions are fine. But as everyone says, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one, but we don't really care about them. Um, Basically, what happens is you can have your opinions and your feelings and that, but then how do you treat people that have a different opinion? 
And we see this very much on social media. I see it a lot, especially from people that, you know, maybe their their profile is a cat or they don't have a profile picture or that kind of thing. Um, not dissing you if you have a cat um, as your profile picture, but they'll hide behind social media and really go to town on people. Um, and I know I, I'm subjected to that on my YouTube channel, especially. Some people can say some really harsh and nasty things just because they don't agree with what I'm sharing. Um, and that happens on Facebook and all social media. And, you know, I know that happens through anyone who has a social media presence as well. Humanity has done some amazing things over the spread of time in our evolution. You know, the fact that you are listening to this podcast now, that I'm sitting in a room talking into a bit of metal um, and, and some whirring computer parts and that type of thing, and that's going to record my voice and then store it somewhere in the world, and then you can just press a couple of buttons on whatever device and you can listen to that. That still spins me out and is amazing as well. Humanity, when we do gather together, can do some amazing things, not just with technology, but I think in the world. there We have so much potential. But what happens is there's this divide. Whenever there's a divide, we stop listening to people in our community, whether that be in our local community or our global community. When we focus on the higher heart chakra and some really beautiful crystals and essential oils that I'm going to talk about today, what we can do is we can really start to harness the the eclectic and the diverse knowledge and the wisdom of humanity. And as we know, everyone is the, their own protagonist in their story. Everyone believes that they are doing their best. And when we are going about our day, doing what we think is best, and we get treated with nastiness, that drags us down. That has no benefit to anyone. And so working with the higher heart chakra allows us to open up to compassion, tolerance, understanding, all those different aspects of that general loving nature that we treat all people with on an everyday basis. And that helps to lift people up. If you listen to last week's episode where we talked about being a light worker, a light worker has to work with the higher heart chakra because they are not just working with people one-on-one or the people in their immediate circle, but they are working with people and humanity as a whole to lift up whoever they touch. And as we balance the higher heart chakra, we're able to do that. So the higher heart chakra is associated with a really interesting gland of our body. And this is the thymus gland. And sometimes you'll even find that the higher heart chakra is referred to as the thymus chakra. So the thymus is kind of located between the heart and the sternum. And this gland plays a role in um, the lymphatic system and our immunity. And it produces T-cells. Now, it's most active during childhood and adolescence. And these T-cells are then distributed throughout the whole lymphatic system and throughout the body for future use um, to help fight off different infections and diseases and things that get into our body. Now, towards the end of puberty, the thymus kind of reaches its maximum size and weight, and then it just kind of goes into atrophy. It's done its job. It's produced the T-cells that are all stored around the body. And by the time we get to, you know, old age, the thymus gland is virtually disintegrated um, into the surrounding tissue and there's just a little bit of fatty kind of thing there. Now, that's the role of the thymus gland physically. And remember, our immunity is to do with our ability to fight off things physically, viruses, bacteria, infections, all that type of thing. But our immunity is also our ability to deal and fight off and shield and kind of manage um, the, I guess, the energies that are projected at us in this world. Are we too vulnerable? And thus it can actually make us open to infections and colds and flus and different things like that. Or are we too closed off? And that can cause some problems as well. So if you look at one of my favorite um, authors who's now passed away, the late um, Louise L. Hay, she talks about colds and flus. And Louise L. Hay has a great book called You Can Heal Your Life. You may have heard it, and if you heard of it, and if you haven't, I'd really recommend getting a copy and having a look through it. Really quite revolutionary and linking things that manifest in our body are due to energies either within us, so our thoughts or our um, you know our attitudes or our feelings, if they are repetitive, they start to eventually condense into a physical form and they'll cause problems. Or if we stay surrounded in a certain environment, 
So you may find things like people who have, um, you know, have been witness to, you know, atrocities and different things. They'll have problems with their vision. Other examples, if we struggle and feel unsupported, especially financially or, you know, in some really core ways, what can tend to happen is we'll have lower back problems. Anger can sit in the liver. All these different types of things are really, really interesting. One of my favorite is when she does talk about influenza and what she actually says is the cause of influenza or the energetic reason we may start to be more prone to influenza is a response to mass negativity and beliefs, fear and beliefs in statistics. And she offers a um, affirmation or a thought pattern, a more positive thought pattern that can help us when we are feeling that we're possibly prone to influenza or that we've actually got it. And her affirmation is, I am beyond group beliefs or the calendar. I am free from all congestion and influence. So you can see how this not getting in and caught up in all the hysteria and all the hype. It's, I'm not saying, you know, be ignorant and don't know what's going on, but I think there's also this stay in your own lane and, and be that light worker that we talked about last week. And the higher heart actually helps us to do that, the higher heart chakra. And thus that thymus can really help. Now, the interesting thing about the thymus as well, on a spiritual level, not only is it to do with our immunity and protecting us from being drawn into the negativity of the masses, but it also is said to contain the patterning of your DNA and your karmic design for this lifetime, including past life information that includes a record of traumatic or painful events. And so you can imagine that obviously why we might discriminate against certain people or why we might not be as kind or considerate or loving is probably because of something that happened in the past. They often say that, you know, racism isn't um, in its learnt, it's a learnt behaviour that children don't recognise different children of different races and that type of thing. It's, as we get older, we kind of start to see what's happening in society and we pick that up as well. So on an energetic level, we also probably have picked different things up throughout different lifetimes, and this will start to shape us as we kind of come into our fully realized individual in this lifetime. So working with the thymus chakra, balancing all that energy and clearing out all this energy can be really, really powerful. Now, when it comes to working with the thymus chakra, and we are going to touch on crystals and essential oils, because hey, it wouldn't be the blessed journey if we weren't. Um, one other thing that can be really quite potent is sound. Now, I want you to just kind of, if you're by yourself at the moment, or hey, freak out the people on the train if you're on a train. <laughs> um, but, you know, just kind of hum for a little minute and even or tap that area, that upper chest area. And that's where the higher heart is. And you see how kind of you feel that vibration in there. And vibration is really quite balancing for the higher heart chakra. So vibration or sound. So one of the most effective ways to support balancing the higher heart chakra is through any kind of sound healing or sound therapy. Um, because it's so close to your sternum as well, and that kind of acts as a bit of a soundboard and an amplifier for acoustic vibrations in our body as well, it's really, really quite powerful. So also, when you think about music and sound, I'm sure there are songs that you've heard once or that whenever you put them on, they really touch the heart. They really inspire you. They kind of... You know, that's why music plays such an important role in all of the arts. In TV, you know, the soundtrack of a movie even is really quite important for setting the whole scene and really telling us how we want to feel. And so using music can be really quite beneficial for the higher heart chakra and playing uplifting music. Um, even things such as um, mantras and humming and singing yourself can be really good for the higher heart chakra as well especially when they're positive, loving, kind of themed affirmations or ones about forgiveness are really good. Um, and then also things like anything that kind of gets movement, breath, meditation and energy flowing. So things like yoga, qigong, tai chi, um, they can be really quite beneficial as well, as well as a bit of reiki in the area. It's not going to do any harm as well. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're looking at how balanced is this energy center. And if you've been listening to The Blessed Journey over the last few, I think we're up to about 22 episodes or so, when we talk about chakras, I talk about that being an energy center 
Energy can either be overactive, underactive, or balanced. And what we want to do is we want to find where the, our chakra is at and then use different crystals and essential oils to bring that into balance again. So you don't have an open higher heart chakra or a closed higher heart chakra because energy ebbs and flows. It doesn't open and close, just like your energy when you woke up this morning. So how do we find out where your higher heart chakra is? There are different techniques, and I'm going to kind of describe some attributes today of where you may be with an underactive, overactive, or balanced higher heart chakra. You can use tuning forks. You can choose um, to use muscle testing, but I love a pendulum. And in the show notes, if you haven't seen this YouTube video that I've recorded before, it shows you exactly how to test. So you grab a pendulum. A pendulum doesn't have to be anything fancy. You ask it, show me the energy of a balanced chakra. It'll swing a certain amount. And then you put your receptive hand, the hand you do not write with, on your upper chest over your higher heart chakra. And then say, show me the energy of my higher heart chakra. Or you can even call it your thymus chakra if that rolls off the tongue easier for you. Then if that pendulum swings more the second time, it's overactive. If it swings less the second time, it's underactive. And if it swings about the same, then I'd say it's balanced. And then you can bring in different gifts of nature depending on where you're at um, and what the pendulum is showing. Now this can vary from day to day. So I recommend each morning is a really nice way to check in with the higher heart chakra over the next few weeks until we're able to bring that into balance and then choose the crystals or um, the essential oils or both that you're going to work with for that day and really focus on that as well. So let's look at an overactive high heart chakra. So this may seem great. Wow, I've got so much energy in this high heart chakra. I must be so compassionate, so loving and that type of thing as well. However, when it's overactive, what tends to happen is you experience too much worry concern or feelings of burden about the state of humanity. You know, you may find that when you interact with others or you see what's happening around the world on the news, for example, um, that you become lost in other people's situations or even feel responsible for the situation they're in. Um, and this loss of practicality can actually tap into, you know, you tapping into the hopes and dreams of other people and you lose touch with who you are. Like so worried about, oh, everything's going so wrong for someone and, oh, I really want them to achieve that, that we, we swing out of what we're meant to be doing as well. That's what happens when we've got, it's almost like caring too much in that type of way. And that's what an overactive higher heart chakra can tend to happen in that way. Now this can have detrimental effects on your body, your mind and your spirit because you'll start to feel disempowered and unable to make a significant difference in the world because you're worrying about what everyone else is doing and how they're doing, and you're not worrying about yourself. And you are the magic maker of your own life, and through you making magic in your life, that's how you impact other people in that type of way as well. Um, yeah, you can often start to feel a bit apathetic with an open, or sorry, with an overactive higher heart chakra, um, and defeated because everything's not fitting into your distorted view of what should be perfect type of thing. Um, or you can become angry and aggressive against anything that's standing in the way of how you would like things to unfold for others in the world. You know, so this is where you may be looking at a different country, things aren't going how you want them to go, and so you get really aggressive and you start that division, as we are talking about um, before as well. This is where the overactive higher heart chakra can cause problems because, you know, the goal of this energy center is to compassionately embrace everyone. And those with that overactive higher heart chakra become the opposite of what they seek by being intolerant of those who are yet to find balance in this energy center and not living in that state of compassionate love and because some aren't allowing others to achieve their goals and that type of thing as well. Does that Hopefully that makes sense. So what we want to do is we want to rebalance this energy center and I'll tell you some different tips to use in a second so that we are compassionately caring about every single person and what they want to achieve. And we're looking for, I guess, win-win situations rather than win-lose. And what happens sometimes when you get over an overactive high heart chakra is you'll really drop into whoever you're speaking to or one certain person or group of people and really care about them. It will be detrimental to yourself and you'll start to create that polarity. And that's what we see happening around the world where people are really diving in and going, oh, those poor people, how could those other people that have a different opinion 
not see the plight of these people and we lose that overall sense of feeling. So what can we do? Simple meditation, um, visualizing a nice, gentle, soft, kind of turquoise colored um, energy in that center, emanating from that center can be really powerful, but then we can bring in different gifts of nature. Now my favorite crystal to work with when you have an overactive higher heart chakra is turquoise. Now turquoise is an amazing crystal that has a long history of spiritual use. It's been used in many places around the world. Um, it's been used to create statues and talismans of spiritual symbolism and of gods and that type of thing. And the great thing I love about turquoise is it's part of the copper family. Now, what I mean by that is the copper family, what I refer to as the copper family, are those crystals that are predominantly colored through copper. So these are crystals such as malachite, chrysocolla, azurite, uh, quantum quattro, different th uh, things like that. They get this kind of beautiful greens and blue kind of colors. And turquoise is one in this family. Now, copper was associated with Venus by our ancestors, the planet of love and the goddess of love. And copper, we know, also helps with flow. We use copper wiring for transmitting energy or electricity around the place as well. So any crystal that has copper and especially gets its color from copper in it helps the flow of love and balances the flow of love. Now, turquoise is used to bring us health, wealth, and luck. But one kind of term that I remember reading in an amazing book written by a um, native or indigenous uh, North American uh, who worked with crystals, who said that turquoise helps to form a bridge between us and the heavens or us and the gods. And so turquoise is really good at helping us to realign our focus with what we're here to do. But being such a beautiful crystal as well of flowing love, it allows us to love everyone as we go on our mission. So the turquoise is a really good one for realigning you and, and kind of helping you to still care about people and have that compassion for people and be tolerant and show kindness and that type of thing, but also realign you with, okay, what's my heavenly purpose here on the planet? So turquoise is a really great one to wear over, you know, this is where pendants are going to be absolutely amazing in all the crystals we're talking about today because they're really sitting right over that higher heart chakra. Another crystal you could use if you don't have turquoise, and you do have to be careful with turquoise as well. There's a lot of fake turquoise in the world, and I'll, I'll put the um, link below on my fake crystal and some hints on spotting fake turquoise. Um, the, the YouTube video, I'll pop that in the show notes after this as well, so you can check that out. Another crystal, Amazonite. Amazonite is, you know, again, it comes in those beautiful greeny blue colors. Um, it's very much about that strength, but it's got that warrior strength about it. So it's about a warrior has to look after themselves, and in looking after themselves, they also are able to look after other people. A warrior can't allow themselves to fall by the wayside or to perish because then they can't defend others or they can't fight for the plight of others. So Amazon really teaches us in finding that harmony between our needs and the needs of the greater community as well. An essential oil that I would suggest pairing with an overactive um, higher heart chakra is magnolia. Now magnolia comes from a very old species of trees that have been around since, you know, I think it's you know, thousands, that hundreds of thousands of years. In fact, they used to rely, the magnolia trees used to rely on beetles to pollinate them because bees hadn't even appeared on the planet yet. So magnolia essential oil is a very relaxing essential oil. It's high in something called linalol. So lavender has linalol in it and the linalol is about 35%. And linalol helps you to relax. That's why lavender is so relaxing. Magnolia essential oil, 70% linalol. Double the relaxing component compared to lavender. So really kind of reassuring and calming in that way. And because of that age, it brings in, whereas you might associate um, essential oils such as rose or jasmine or neroli, having this real kind of queenly goddess energy, magnolia has this grandmotherly, very kind of, I've been around, I've seen it all, and it's all gonna be okay. The gift that magnolia brings you is reassurance. 
she's really great for when you have a high or a harsh inner critic of yourself and you tend to beat yourself up of, oh, I'm not doing, not doing good enough. You know, putting Magnolia over the chest can be really beautiful. I'll even recommend drawing love hearts with Magnolia um, over when you go to sleep. It's going to help on both an energetic and to get a bed night's sleep as well. But can I also assure you that when you do get kind of overly emotional or overly invested in other people's plights, that you do, um, that she kind of reassures you that, hey, this is all part of a bigger picture. And remember that humans are mainly making machines and what you're seeing as good or bad and you're getting really caught up in, you're not seeing the other side. Step back a little bit. And even bringing in some big tree oils like eucalyptus or cypress or one of the firs or spruces with magnolia could even help you in that um, way to really kind of see that, um, that, that bigger picture. Magnolia will assure you that it's going to be okay and the, the big tree leaf oils will really help you to see a, a broader perspective in that type of way as well. Now if you don't have magnolia essential oil, lime can be a real cleansing um, kind of oil. It can help to get away any negativity that you're feeling and any anger in that type of way. Get back to the heart of things. And wintergreen can also be really good at helping to um, clear away, especially a tendency to want to control different things or, you know, when you get that invested that, oh, I wonder if I could just do this and this will change this and that type of thing as well. Wintergreen is a really great oil for control freaks. So that's another kind of oil you could use, but magnolia would be my favorite. So those are all if you've got an overactive high heart chakra. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet and we are exploring the higher heart chakra. So what do we do if we've got an underactive higher heart chakra? And you're going to find that this is common, especially at the present time. This could be due to pain that has happened to you in the past or it could just be fear of others. Um, many seem to have a closed their heart off to a substantial portion of the world, especially those that are different from themselves. And we've talked about this in past episodes of The Blessed Journey, about how can we embrace not just people who are in my little kumbaya circle or my community, but how can I embrace people that are different? However, we are seeing a shifting of cultural values around the world. And there's an embracement of diverse backgrounds, beliefs, values, practices, and preferences. That's being favoured. We're, we're, we're kind of, that's the general what we say in public. Yes, oh, I embrace everyone and diversity is great. But I think sometimes behind closed doors, in private conversations, we may still have within us some kind of adversity to diversity. Didn't mean to rhyme that. It just came out <laughs> that way. Um, so... We want to start seeing diversity as an advantage, and that's how we're going to start to activate that higher heart chakra a little more, rather than opting to segregate ourselves into small, monotone communities. Now, what you'll find when people have an underactive higher heart chakra, they tend to lack compassion for others, um, whether they be people in their lives or people in the greater community or the, even the global community. When this energy center is not open, the hurt of the past, which was inflicted on them possibly by an individual buyer group, so it could be a political group, um, a race, a religion, that type of thing, um, weighs heavily in the form of grudges and ongoing resentment in you. So, you know, maybe once upon a time, someone of a different race um, did something terrible to you. Maybe it was a teacher, said something nasty, or a child at school, or you had an incident while you were walking around the city, or so, anything like that. And you're going to then make that kind of conclusion. We often go, well, that's my experience with those people, and thus I'm going to generalize that that's all people. They're all like that then, in that type of way. And so we keep holding that grudge, that resentment. And so the, un the idea of forgiveness is really hard until we're able to balance this energy center a bit more. Those with an underactive higher heart chakra can often feel like victims and hold on to scripts um, about the persecution that they have been subjected to in the past as well. So realize that, okay, why do I not like people from this country or this belief system or this race or this sexuality? What happened to me in the past that I've made a general conclusion about that? Now, if you have an underactive um, higher heart chakra, you may also struggle to share your thoughts and emotions. Because remember, this is the bridge between the heart and the, and the throat. So being able to communicate what is in our heart can be really hard. It can lead to 
Um, you know, thus difficulties in expressing compassion, self-acceptance, um, and can actually lead to you starting to feel a bit isolated. It can lead to stubbornness um, and anger about not being able to make meaningful com uh, connections with the greater world or almost feeling like oh, I'm an outcast in that type of way because you can't say, kind of get for that sense of oneness. And that's kind of a real goal of the higher heart chakra in balancing that is that you have that kind of real sense of we're all one, we're all in this together, we're all doing our best, we're all playing different parts in that type of way. So if you are starting to feel a little bit lonely and that kind of thing or, or, or separate from the world or oh, the whole world's gone crazy, look at the higher heart chakra and check out, you know, do I need to bring in some more energy in there? Now my favorite crystal, it's a bit of a rare one, but I love this for stimulating an underactive higher heart chakra. It's called Dioptase, D-I-O-P-T-A-S-E. And I'll pop um, a video on that one in the show notes as well. So you can check that out and learn a little bit more about that. But this is one of the most dazzling green kind of, it's got a little hues of blue um, crystals that is, often grows in these tiny little crystals on a matrix. Um, and it's really great for helping to open up that higher heart chakra um, and just acceptance. It's all about acceptance. It's all about tolerance. It just is, it's a being a rare crystal, it's more of a high vibration crystal. It's just going to really kind of almost rip the heart open and go, right, let's just love everyone. And let's really get over these scripts and all these things that we've been talking about in the last few minutes as well. Other crystals that can be really good, Quantum Quattro. Quantum Quattro is a stone which contains dioptase as well as malachite, shatterkite, chrysocolla and smoky quartz. So four of those five I just listed are those copper family crystals. So this is a really good one for getting, especially when you're stuck on the past or there's been a hurt that you're not letting go and that's stopping you from embracing parts of the community. That's where Quantum Quattro would be really good as well. Chrysocolla is very much about a healing and releasing things that we've been holding on to, so that's great as well. And Pink Smithsonite can be a nice, gentle, loving one as well to especially really facilitate powerful forgiveness of something that you've been holding on to for a long time. The essential oil that I would pair with these types of crystals would be rose essential oil. Rose essential oil really helps us with that idea and lifts our vibration to that level of unconditional love. And we often, when I talk about unconditional love, we often go, oh yeah, I love my parents or I love my partner or I love my children unconditionally. But we often don't because we take away that loving, supportive energy when they don't fulfill an expectation of ours when they've been what we see as naughty, or they forget our birthday, or they don't, you know, whatever that expectation is. And Rose helps us to keep on lifting ourselves up and let go of those lower vibration um, emotions, such as anger, frustration, or any, you know, any of those type of things when things don't go our way. And just go, hey, things don't go our way. I'm disappointed, but that's my issue that I'm disappointed you're doing your best. I can communicate with you. I can share that you know my needs and that type of thing, but I'm also going to accept. And Rose really helps us to do that. Rose is going to help us on that global scale. Again, letting go of expectations on what everyone in the world should be doing. They're not doing what I think they should be doing. And when you, when I say it like that, it, it almost feels, sounds ridiculous. But how angry do we often get with people because they're not doing what we're doing and they're not living their lives exactly the same way we do. And we'll discuss about diversity a bit more in a second as well. So rose is really, really beautiful. Birch, essential oils a substitute as well, or cilantro leaf. Both are really good for cleansing away um, expectations, pain, hurt. Um, birch is really good for heartbreak. Um, cilantro really good for emotional pain and things that you've been carrying on as well. So those are really great ones to work with. So what happens if you find that your high heart chakra is balanced. Well, Eureka, do we need to work with crystals and essential oils and that type of thing? Yeah, we want to kind of maintain that balance, definitely. So what you'll find if you do have a balanced high heart chakra, you'll feel that great sense of love and compassion for all of humanity. And you have that ability to see each person, that they're on their own journey and they're at different stages of their journey compared to you. You'll be able to feel a sense of empathy for them as well as show them compassion in your words and your actions. Now this is going to have amazing benefits for the physical body when you find balance in this chakra because that's connected, remember, to our immunity. This vibration helps during infections and influenza. 
So you'll notice a general improvement in your physical well-being of your body as well as your mental, emotional, and your sleep quality as well. So this is a really important one, especially if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you're going into cold and flu season. Plus, I know in many countries they're having a bit of a second wave or a flare-up of COVID-19. I'd really be focusing on this higher heart right now. So once you start to work with this energy of this chakra, you actually find yourself being more open to loving touches, hugging, and general demonstrations of loving feelings that are flowing through through your body more. You kind of become more open to physical contact. Um, and there's a real kind of um, separation around the world. In countries such as Australia, New Zealand, America, the United Kingdom, Canada, you know, there was this amazing study which was done where they monitored how much um, people in a coffee shop touched each other when they're interacting. So someone had a great job of flying all around the world, sitting in coffee shops and just observing people. And in the countries I just listed, those kind of Western countries, the average was about two times an hour. Whereas you go to places such as Asia, um, parts of Europe, um, Africa, South America, the touches were closer to a 200 times an hour. And, and touch is such a healing, powerful thing for, for our well-being and our loving feelings. And so the high heart chakra actually helps us more open to receiving and giving touch. And I know in this day and age, the pendulum has swung and, you know, teachers have to be very, they're not allowed to touch a child at all because there's a worry about, you know, is that the right way to touch and all that type of thing. And I, you know, I think it's about getting that, that sensible balance in that kind of way. And we don't need lots of touching. We don't need no touching. We need touch is vital. And, you know, you see all other animals interacting in some type of touch, especially our closest relatives, the great apes. You'll see how much touch plays an important role in the development of their their society and their culture and how, how the community gets along with each other as well. So the higher heart chakra is actually going to open you up to be a bit more receptive to touch as well, which is really quite interesting. Um, you'll find just a more loving energy flowing through all aspects of your life with the higher heart chakra being balanced. Um, things will start to kind of come more into plan for you as well, like how you planned life to be on earth um, in this incarnation. Um, and also an indication that you are in alignment, remember, with your soul's purpose is that you have that fulfilling sense of love and joy. How you feel is whether you're in alignment with your soul or not. And so when you are feeling that love and joy, you're like, ah, right, okay, I'm playing my role in that type of thing as well. The other thing to um, consider when we're talking about that diversity aspect is that real kind of comprehension of diversity. And I know there's that favorite um, saying or that famous saying of what would Jesus do? And I have a my own version of that, which is what would nature do? And whenever I'm kind of pondering a new idea or a new feeling, I'm kind of like, okay, so how does that play out in nature? If we take humans out in, in an ecosystem. And if you, you know, I'm looking out of my window now um, into kind of the bush, um, or if you go walking in a forest, or if you go to um, the Amazon jungle, or an Arctic tundra, or some grasslands, or wherever you go, there is an ecosystem with diverse range of plants and animals. From small little insects to apex predators like bears and lions and, you know, all those types of great things. And then the trees, you know, we have little grasses and massive oaks and eucalyptuses and all these different things. And they all play a role. And I'm sure at some point in time, you've watched a documentary and it's been about one specific animal and the role they play and how that kind of affects everyone else. A classic example of that, probably one an animal that really resonates and can teach us some great lessons around the higher heart chakra is the beaver. Now, beaver builds a dam and they build that dam and that's kind of a bit of protection for themselves especially in the cold winter however that dam does not just serve them it serves the whole ecosystem it becomes a kind of breeding ground for different fish and marine animals or sea or water animals um, it becomes a, 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 a catching area um, for ducks and other waterfowl and water birds to be able to catch food in there um, they Beaver during the um, winter will also allow other species of animals such as muskrats and so on to come into that dam and into that hut with them um, for protection from predators and that type of thing. So they're serving the whole community. 
So there is that whole like acceptance of diversity. So every single animal, every single plant, and every single human is here to play a role in some different way. And so as we kind of really balance this higher heart chakra, we're like, ah, I get it now. This is really a kind of powerful, powerful, we all, we all can't be the same. We all can't believe the same because then we have this monotone kind of belief system and we can't toy with different ideas. Having diversity and having duality especially allows us to decide which works and which doesn't and to keep making these decisions about this. How you know you've had a good day is because you've had days that weren't that good and they were bad days. But if every day was the same, would that be a good day or a bad day? You can't tell. You know, good weather, bad weather, all these different types of things. Good experiences, bad experiences. That duality allows us to play with different things. And that's not to say that there's good opinions and bad opinions, but having this diversity allows us to decide what we prefer. Some people prefer to watch horror movies. Others prefer to watch comedy movies. Neither, neither are worse or better. So there's this real embracement of, wow, diversity, and that is how the earth functions. Everything has its little role in there. What can we work with to maintain and even grow this sense of overall compassion and acceptance of diversity when working with a higher heart chakra? The first crystal I'm going to recommend is Moldavite. Now, Moldavite, you may have heard of Moldavite. If you haven't, dive into it. Moldavite isn't traditionally just a normal crystal that grows in the ground. It was actually formed when a meteor crashed into the Czech Republic. Now, the meteor, meteors crash into the Earth every few hundred thousand years, and they form this kind of fusion between the meteorite, so stardust, and a bit of dirt, fusing together to make a natural glass. And you find them around the world. But there's something unique about Moldavite that landed near the Moldau River in the Czech Republic, hence why it's called Moldavite. This one, normally they turn black, this one turned green glass a bottle glass green kind of color um and so this really then brings that vibration around that heart and that higher heart chakra energy so you've got this amazing crystal formed from the earth and the stars fused together and if i could give you one line for what moldavite helps you to do it helps you fall back in love with life again a really powerful crystal to work with for if you're feeling depressed or if you're feeling lonely, it's really good for helping us to be more grateful for what we do have in our lives. And as we become more grateful, the universe will start to bring us more so it can help with abundance in that type of way. But it could also just help us fall in love with how life is. And that's what I love. I, I often love to just watch documentaries by David Attenborough or anything to do with nature. And it's just like, it just reminds me about how amazing the world is and the universe is and all that type of thing. So Moldavite's a really beautiful one. Another crystal, a bit of a rare crystal, is called Blue Rose Quartz. Now this is a type of rose quartz that comes from Madagascar. And it just has a more bluey purple kind of tone to it than the regular pink um, rose quartz. Now obviously rose quartz is a beautiful crystal to work with for the higher heart chakra. But as we want to go up, bringing that blue tone in connects it more with the throat chakra. So blue rose quartz helps to meld the heart chakra and the higher heart chakra as well. Other crystals you could work with, um, kiwi aura quartz, which is part of the aura quartz family. So it's chromium and other metals that have actually fused with clear quartz. Um, there is tugtopite, star rose quartz, which is a rose quartz which when polished is a, um, a six-rayed star that kind of shines across it when you shine a light on it, grandidiorite, tugtopite, tugtopite is this amazing crystal from Greenland that um, it's black and white and then when it's exposed to heat or UV light or the sun, bits of pink will flare up in it. So tugtopite, uh, T-U-G-T-U-P-I-T-E. Um, Elat stone, which is the national stone of Israel, which is spelled E-I-L-A-T. That really helps us become a leader in this higher heart chakra kind of area and showing compassion from a leadership point of view. Um, and chrome diopside. So we talked about dioptase before and diopside is this beautiful green one and really helps us especially to feel connected with the earth as well. 
essential oils that I'd work with, I'd work with oils such as Parma Rosa. So Parma Rosa is part of the, um, it's related to oils and plants such as lemongrass and citronella. So it has that real blade kind of grass. And when we look at the blade um, shape, it reminds us of a sword. So it brings in that warrior energy, being clear and being a warrior and um, a champion of love and compassion and kindness and all those types of things. And no, this is important to me. And so this is where Palm Rose was absolutely amazing in that type of way for really helping us to, regardless of what hurt has happened to you in the past, still believing in love. You have two options. We are all would be subjected to some type of pain or hurt in our life. And we can either close off and become and close down the higher heart chakra, or we can stimulate that higher heart chakra and still love, or see that because of the hurt that happened in my past, I need to give more love to the world to help to be part of the, you know, the crew that are bringing back that balance of love and that type of thing. So that's a really beautiful one. Gardenia essential oil is an amazing one, probably one of my favorites for really stimulating and then balancing that higher heart chakra in a really powerful way. You can also work with geranium, which helps us to trust again. Neroli, step outside a comfort zone and consider different ideas. And Zadrave, which is an oil that's found in doTERRA's passion, can really help that passionate, loving heart. Zadrave is spelled uh, Z-D-R-A-V-E-T-Z. Finding a really good quality, pure therapeutic grade Zadrave would be quite hard. I just recommend work with doTERRA's passion, which is a beautiful one as well. One final thing that we can work with in the um, in the kind of realm of working with this higher heart chakra is a mythical being, and that is Pegasus. So I believe when it comes to all the different animals in the world, which animal has helped humanity with their evolution the most? Now, some might go, oh, well, dogs are man's best friend. And some people will go, oh, well, cats have been there and they've played a big role in Egypt and other places in the world and that type of thing. And, you know, magically and spiritually, they're said to be one of the most psychic animals. But if you look at the role horses have played, they've helped us with travel, agriculture, recreation, warfare, so many different things. They've played such an important role. And there is this idea that I really love, that really resonates with me, that horses, just like humans, will go through different lifetimes and will actually resonate in different ways, you know, we'll kind of have different experiences and they'll evolve and grow in different ways until they kind of become an enlightened horse, like we have that potential as a human as well, or a fully realized human. Now, they can either understand the world and have that ultimate understanding of truth and how the world works, and thus they become a unicorn that has that pillar of light coming out of the third eye chakra, which is the um, energy center of intellect and intuition, or they may become a pegasus, which they have those beautiful wings coming out of their chest or out of their heart. And so Pegasus helps us really with that embracement of true unconditional love and compassion for all people. So what I'd encourage you to do with this work with the higher heart chakra over the next few weeks, grab your pendulum first of all and each morning check where it's at. And throughout the day, carry that crystal that I've talked about or one of those crystals I've talked about in relation to where you're at or or as well as work with that essential oil. And depending on how you use your essential oils, as long as you get it in you, on you, around you, on an energetic point of view, it's gonna be really great for the higher heart chakra, but anointing it over that energy center in the upper chest, it's gonna be one really powerful way to use that. Now, what you may wanna do in the evenings, or whenever you have some time to meditate, is hold one of those crystals over the higher heart chakra, anoint it with that essential oil, and even go into meditation and invite either Pegasus to come into that meditation or even Beaver. Or Dove can be another beautiful animal as well. Dove really helps us to forgive and to be peaceful with our love. Or even Bajriga, which is about you know very social and going around and talking to everyone and being open to socializing with everyone. See yourself in a natural place and then that animal or Pegasus comes in and communicates with you and gives you guidance in that type of way. And that can be a really powerful guidance on what you personally need to look at in that type of way. Now, just a little note on that that's just popped into my mind that I feel inspired to share with you. 
is I remember when I first started doing meditations, um, guided by some of my early spiritual teachers, and they'd say, you know, see an animal, and the animal gives you a message, or it's an angel, or, you know, whatever that may be, as we've been discussing today. And I have always had a very creative imagination, and I'd kind of go, well, what, you know, how do I not know that, you know, I've had this meditation, I've got this guidance from an animal or a being or something, how do I not know that my creative imagination hasn't just made that up? And I got the most amazing, profound answer from my teacher that really resonated with me. She said, there are thousands and thousands of different answers and guidance that you could have received in that meditation. But you chose that one. Now, whether that was your unconscious, your subconscious, your guiding angel whispering in your ear, divine guidance, whatever that was, you chose that. And as long as you spend the first few minutes of a meditation dropping into that neutrality where you're not worrying about the past or you're not going into that meditation with a kind of an expectation, then if, if you've done that bit right, whatever guidance comes throughout that meditation, run with it. And I've done that for the last 25 years and that has served me very, very well. So I'd really encourage you to try that type of meditation and see what comes up for you and just run with it. Try it on for size. And this is as we enhance our intuitive ability to listen to our own inner guidance over time and, and how that plays out, that's going to only help us in, in greater ways. So in a time that we are in right now, where there is so much separation and angst and anger at the other side, whoever they may be, because of their stupidity and their ignorance and their hate and all those different things, it's time, I think, to find balance in our higher heart chakra. To love, to show kindness, acceptance, and compassion for those people. Because as you've noticed, when you get angry at someone, even if it's your partner, and you start yelling, very rarely do we get a good response from that. And in the healing and the ascension and the progression of humanity, each time we cause separation, we take a step back. But if we can find ways to come together and to agree and to understand and to see different points of view and look for win-win situations, that is how we're all going to move forward. So I'd love to hear. My contact details are below in the comment section or, or the information section of this podcast. I'd love to hear about your experience with the High Heart Chakra. Please feel free to reach out to me as well as any questions. Or if you have any questions about something you'd like me to tackle on a future podcast, I'd love to hear about that as well. Thank you so much for listening this week and for tuning in. May your higher heart chakra be balanced and may more love, compassion and tolerance come into your life. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.